Skyline Wealth Strategies. Walter Sorholt here with you alongside Jonathan Berkland and Jess Hamill, the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies, serving you throughout the Austin area and beyond. You can find us online by going to SkylineWealth.com. That's SkylineWealth.com. Or call or text if you have any questions at 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Guys, I want to talk about financial commandments on today's show. These are the commandments in the financial world that really should be written on stone tablets in your retirement plan. <laughs> these are these are important things to include in your plan, all right? So we'll do a little uh, little exercise here. Now, we don't have 10 commandments, we have 5 on on this show. So okay, uh, fair uh, in the financial <laughs> world, we don't we don't need 10. Just 5 on here. Uh, the first one, and you guys can also disagree with the commandments if you want to. Thou shalt not compare your investments to the stock market without the proper context. Is that a pretty good commandment to set? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, there's uh, people that invest very conservatively because they don't want to risk the, the loss as much, and then they get upset when they're not getting the same crazy returns that uh, the, the, the riskier people are, are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, okay, so let's let's assess your risk tolerance, right, and tell us we're, we're very conservative, or maybe you come in and all your uh, investments consist of CDs and savings account, and then, you know, <laughs> Uh, the market takes off, and it's like, well, well, why aren't these doing well? You know, things are going. I need to change, and I, you know, I, I want those returns. You know, but you don't want the risk that comes with it. So, um, you really have to kind of do the the analysis to to figure out where where should you be and how well are you doing, uh, given how you've you've chosen to kind of proceed. Um, and that's that's all something we talk through and kind of know up front and commit to. Retirement planning and retirement in general is is not just a one and done short term thing. It's it's long term and it does evolve as you move along. So it's important to kind of reassess and reevaluate. You may come to a point where um, you're doing this comparison and you realize, well, my, my risk tolerance has changed. So we need to make some changes. But it's it's not something to just look at once briefly and get upset about. It's important to, as Walter pointed out, really uh, put it in proper context. Yeah, I mean, con cons consistent, consecutive, conservative returns when you're approaching retirement and retirement are always better than, than the chance when it drops off, you know, to bad. It's like riding wheelies. Eventually you're going to go down. Eventually you're going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to reduce that volatility. Yeah. Yeah. The tortoise wins the race. Did you total tortoise tangent here? Yeah. But I saw a video of that like live recently. They were, they did the race and, and the tortoise won. It was like, <laughs> Wait, a, really? Oh, yes. Crazy. It was like a, like a, maybe a 20 yard stretch and they had, you know, little, uh, they were in like some kind of arena and they had lanes, you know, laid out and they were, they were kind of walled maybe, you know, uh, two feet tall. So like, I don't think the animals could see each other or anything. And they have the owners down at the end waving them on and the rabbit, you know, starts running down and then it gets like totally distracted halfway through and just kind of sits there looking <laughs> sideways at all the people around watching and the tortoise just moseys on forward. I don't know if they have like lettuce at the end or whatever. And then you can see at the end, the, the lady who I guess owns or trains the, the, the rabbit runs around to the end and is trying to, you know, come on, come on, come on, come on. And you know, at that point, the tortoise crosses the finish line and wins the race. I'm trying to remember where I saw this. Maybe Facebook or something somebody posted it, but it was like it was a live no, 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 it was a live, you know, recording of actual creatures doing this. They put it to the test. It was very interesting. So you can't you can't mix terms. It's either the tortoise and the hare or the turtle and the rabbit. I, I, you can't I, say the tortoise okay. and the rabbit. Uh tortoise and, and I guess it was a hare. I don't know the difference between a hare and a rabbit. I, I know the difference between tortoise and tortoise. <laughs> it's a turtle and a rabbit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Oh, that's awesome. Anyways, I thought I would share that with you. That's yeah, like the sure. uh, that must have propped up during like uh, when marble racing became a thing during <laughs> during COVID, and it was like, all right, let's just watch these marbles race each other. And a guy was doing play by play of the marble races. Did you yes. see that? So, somebody got bored and put this to the test. But yeah. yeah, it was very interesting. All right. I guess the only thing more boring than doing that was was watching doing it because I, I didn't even know that was a thing yet. So I hadn't yeah. got that bored yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that I'm trying to remember where I saw it, but it was one of those days, I guess. That's funny. So context is everything, context. especially in the financial world. That is for sure. Uh, another good commandment here, guys. Thou shalt not give up before giving your strategy enough time to play out. That's true. It's like driving a Dallas, yeah. you know, in the left lane, and the right lane starts moving faster. You get in the right lane, then the left lane starts moving faster. You get in the left lane, and sure enough, by the time you get to Waco, you, you look over at the car next to you, and it's the same one as the next day in Round Rock. Absolutely. Like most things that's in life. That's a great analogy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Because we've all watched that guy, or sometimes yeah. maybe been that guy. Been that guy. Been that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was that guy when I was younger. I just sit in the right lane with the stereo was out of the go down and relax. Jess, <laughs> Jess is that guy. I'm the guy laughing at him, the fact that I'm still keeping pace with him in the same lane. So, right. yes. Uh, that's funny. That's then you funny. can always get on your motorcycle and split the lane. That's my favorite. There, Yeah, there you go. Uh, not for me, but there you go. Yeah, I, I think that's very true. A lot of people, you know, expect immediate returns, and that's that's not how life works in general. Given, you know, Jess's analogy here, that's that's a great one. It doesn't happen overnight. You can't expect it to. And if if that's your mindset and that's how you're operating, you're not going to be successful. Yeah, there's another side to that too, because we see people coming here all the time that have they put something into a certain scenario 30 years ago and it sucked for 30 years and they just haven't even they've not paid attention to it they haven't done anything with it i'm going you might want to think about another strategy here do something different yeah give it enough time but don't go to sleep and let it just stay there yeah that's that's a really good kind of the opposite perspective but yeah give it enough time to be successful don't be afraid to change gears if it's not if it's not one working or if, if it's not right for you if you know your risk tolerance has changed or maybe you were working and accumulating and now you're about to retire right big big change there and that's sometimes an Oftentimes, that calls for big changes in your overall plan. So don't be afraid to make a change. Just kind of like we said earlier, put it in the right context. Make sure you're thinking about it and not just making a rash decision. Or, or better yet, let somebody like us that does this every day help you decide which one to go with. Bingo. Wow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not every, you know, people that don't do this every day are trying to decide it. Have I left it in there long enough or has it been too long? Right, right. Do I do, I do this? Do I do that? Plan A, plan B. This person said this. Yeah. There, there's, there's lots of uh, potential confusion out there. So definitely, uh, Talk to somebody who can help you out. You know, that's, that's what we that's do. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Uh, come see us. If you're interested in in actually coming to see us, like I said there, it's a great opportunity to go to our website and uh, download our, our webinar. View our webinar and kind of see what we're all about. We're, we're doing those in lieu of in-person seminars right now. So you can kind of see uh, and get a feel for what we're all about, how we do what we do, talking about um, taxes, income planning, all the things we talk about here on the show in the context of retirement planning and and just get a feel for if we're going to be a right fit for you. And, and if you already know that or if you find that out after watching a webinar, feel free to give us a call, set an appointment or do a 30-minute call with us and, and we can get to know each other and see how best we can help you out. Um, but we're definitely here for you. We're still seeing clients uh, still talking to new people, new faces every day, and we really want to get out there and, and make that connection with you and help you put your retirement plan together. So give us a call or go to our website. All you have to do is call or text 512-952-5555. Again, that's 512-952-5555. Or go to skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. You can learn about upcoming webinars and sign up for them on the website, or you can schedule a time to meet with the crew here in the near future uh, at a time that's convenient for you. It's easy to find out more information and to get in touch online. Just go to skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. 
Do it now while you're thinking about it. That's that's another financial commandment we'll throw in there. <laughs> Make sure you're getting some help, financial help and assistance when it comes to retirement, especially because uh, you don't want to mess up what you've worked so hard your whole life to achieve. Go to SkylineWealth.com to get some assistance today. That's SkylineWealth.com. Much more coming up on today's show. Stay with us here on Skyline Wealth Strategies. You know, there's just some strategies that sometimes leave you scratching your head. Okay, we have all this money for advertising. We're going to use it on blimps. Yeah, blimps, because when people are driving in their cars, and that's who we're trying to reach, they usually look straight up. So blimps it is. You see what I mean? So keep it right here for strategies that actually make sense. You're listening to Skyline Wealth Strategies, and don't forget to check the team out online at skylinewealth.com. Now back to the show. Time for another mailbag question here on Skyline Wealth Strategies. Lobbing questions each week to Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland of the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. All right, Russell has our next question on the show. Over in Round Rock, Russell says, if my primary retirement concern is rising taxes down the road, does that mean all of my retirement savings should be going into a Roth? Well, I'd say you're you're on the right thought process. I can't yeah, really it's, answer it's, that question without knowing more about it, but it, it mainly depends on what income tax bracket you're in. So if you're if you're used to living on in today's dollars seventy five thousand dollars a year, and that's the lifestyle you expect throughout retirement, that's going to have a different answer than somebody that's you know in the the top tax bracket and they're they're going to be spending two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're able to contribute to a Roth and you're not talking about doing kind of a backdoor Roth, you know, then you know you're not you're probably not in that top tax bracket. You're going to be able to contribute. Um, you know, kind of to Jess's point, it's hard to to answer that really. You know, to your specific needs, but just in general. Roth IRAs are, are great tools. I mean, they're they're very powerful tools uh, for retirement purposes. There's lots of lots of little uh, things you want to consider when you're planning. There's the five year rule. Want to make sure you're not going to retire, um, say three years down the road, and want to pull this money out. You know, because then then you might find yourself in trouble. And it's also important to consider that you know the Roth IRA contributions. There's there's a limit uh, on those, and you know hopefully you know you contribute to your retirement savings above and beyond that limit. That would be ideal. Some of that money's got to go somewhere else. Um, so really the plan is what do we do if you exceed, you know, the ability to contribute to that Roth IRA. So it's, it's really taking your, your entire kind of situation into context and putting a plan together. But it's certainly not a bad thing to contribute to Roth IRAs. That's something that uh, generally we encourage people to do. They're, like I said, they're, they're powerful tools. So what you're really asking is should you put post-tax income into a vehicle that's going to give you tax-free right. money back later? One of which happens to be a Roth, but it has some contribution limits and some some strings attached to it. We've got several other scenarios that that we love, that I have personally, my parents have, almost all my clients have, that work very similar, but I have less strings and allow bigger contributions. So we'd love to talk to you about that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's really, you're talking tax strategy, and that's something we like to get into and and, and really think about as we're putting the income plans together. So you're definitely along the right track. I mean, Roth IRA, thumbs up, congratulations for thinking about it. There's some other uh, strategies, as Jess pointed out, we'd like to to kind of clue you in on and, and put together with you. So reach out to us. It sounds like a great situation to connect with you on. Russell, or if you're in a similar situation to Russell and need some help planning for your retirement future, worried about taxes, a lot of people are, but more people probably should be. You can give us a call at 512-952-5555. Call or text 512-952-5555. Or go online to skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. Get in touch through the website. We'll be happy to talk to you a little bit about your questions, have you come in for a review of your plan, talk a little bit more in depth about what's going on and how you can better prepare for your retirement. Skylinewealth.com. We're coming up on today's show. You're listening to Skyline Wealth Strategies. 
Talk 1370. You ever notice that sometimes movie commercials try to trick you? From the studio that co-created that one movie you really liked that one time. And you're left wondering what studio, what co-creators? They never tell you exactly what you're getting into. Well, not here. We share the details you need to get to and through your retirement on the Skyline Wealth Strategies radio show. You're tuned in to Skyline Wealth Strategies. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. Great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies serving you throughout Austin. Go to SkylineWealth.com to find out more about the team, to listen to past episodes of the show, and to get in touch. It's all at SkylineWealth.com. Earlier on the program, we were talking about some of the financial commandments that we're writing on stone tablets in our financial and retirement plans. We've already added to the list, guys. Thou shalt not compare your investments to the stock market without proper context. Also, the financial commandment of thou shalt not give up before giving your strategy enough time to play out. But we also got the counterpoint of that argument, too, that don't be afraid to make changes when they are necessary as well. The third financial commandment, thou shalt not chase big returns too late in life. Is this a common problem? It is. I think it's a mindset It's a thing, common right? dilemma, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people come in and they're, they're working your whole life. You're saving up. You're in accumulation mode uh, most of your adult life. So I think it's it's a big mindset change or challenge to, to not think of retirement in terms of, of returns. Retirement is about income. That's what you need to kind of survive and and, and be successful in retirement. So shifting that mindset away from return and accumulation to income and retirement, um, that's that's the big change that we, we try to instill in people. Definitely works out. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that come into play there. You, know, you got in your 50s and 60s, you're refusing that you're getting into your 50s and 60s, so you're still feeling like you're 30 and 40. Yeah. So there's already that, that mindset. And then the whole notion of you know, acknowledging the uh, the secular market trends and the fact that, you know, if you're five to 10 years away from retirement, depending on whether we're at the beginning of a bull market or the beginning of a bear market, um, that's, a, that's a huge impact on the likelihood of which way that's going to go. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's a little bit of, of greed in there, and, and I'm not trying to point fingers at anybody, but it is what it is, right? You get it to a certain point, and and especially the, the last, you know, 10 years that we've experienced in the market, and you kind of think, well, man, you know, I can get 10 15, maybe even 20%, you know, why, why not? Why not make that jump? For and, just a few more years. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to take, you know, take that risk and, and lose, you know, that 10, 15, 20% too, you know, it's, it's okay. And then, and then, you know, what just happened happens, right? We get, we get a, a correction and, and people realize, oh, that hurt a lot more than I, I thought it was going to, right? So it's, um, you have to think about both sides of, of taking that risk and that gamble. And the way we look at it is, you know, it, it's not, it's not a bad thing to chase returns. Just do it with the right money, right? Set up your income stream. Make sure you're going to be okay in retirement. And then with with the long money, right? The money we are looking to keep, accumulate, maybe leave to the next generation or use later down the road in retirement, not not for immediate income purposes. Then we can chase some returns with that. That's that's a good plan. But just kind of wildly doing it and, and hoping for the best. That that's no plan. And and you know you know what we say about having no plan. It doesn't get you what you want. So definitely, it's all about context as we keep saying, but uh, it, it's important not to chase those uh, those big returns in a, in a way that's not uh, well thought out. It's a great point. It's another big one, too, to add to the list here. Commandment number four, guys, thou shalt not ignore costs and fees. Know what you're paying, right? Know what you're paying and, and know what you're getting. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I think people do pay attention uh, to to costs and fees, um, they just don't necessarily pay attention in, in, in the ways that they should. And what I mean by that is, you know, you may pay 
a 3% fee on something and on a different account you pay a 1% fee and, and now you're upset at that 3% fee because somewhere else you're paying less. But you don't know what you're paying for in, in both situations. You may be getting a great value and service with that 3% and a terrible value and service with that 1%. So really, where are you overpaying? You know what I mean? Um, and that's not always to say you pay more and you, you get more. I mean, certainly, you know, paying less fees is, is generally a positive thing, but it's important to understand what you're paying for and making sure you're getting value for that above everything else. Yeah, and fees, you know, they change. They get competitive like anything else. So there's people that are used to paying, you know, X percent in a fee. They've been paying that for 30 years yeah. and they haven't been paying attention and realize that all of a sudden, the going rate is half of that right now because of competition, and exactly. they're just oblivious to it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's there's all kinds of accounts and products out there that you might be better off doing something different. So that's something that, that we enjoy doing is kind of walking through that with you, understanding what you're paying currently, and then sharing with you you know, our, our own perspective and, and what we can do for you, making some changes there to, to put you in a better situation. But really understanding what you're paying for and, and what you get for it um, is where it all starts. So I encourage you to, if you haven't done that, put that on the rainy day to-do list and, and get it done sooner rather than later. 512-952-5555 is your number to call to get in touch. You can also text that number and go back and forth with the team if you have any questions or want to talk about setting up a time to meet to go over your financial plan and situation. 512-952-5555. You can also go to skylinewealth.com. That might be the easiest way. Go online to skylinewealth.com. Learn more about the team. Get in touch through the website. Find out about upcoming webinars and more. All at Wealth. Dot com. We're covering the uh, financial commandments on today's show, the things that we're etching in stone tablets in our retirement plans. Another one to throw to the list here, guys, commandment number five, thou shalt not overlook the importance of rebalancing and diversifying. Is there a lot of that going on right now, or should there be? I think there is. There's certainly a lot of it going on right now. I'm just just not necessarily uh, uh, sure if, if people are doing it uh, in the right way, right? You might you might be For getting a little reasons. bit too too greedy or aggressive in, in your rebalancing there, but um, it's always something you want to look at no matter what the situation is, making sure that you're, you're diversified both from a, a portfolio perspective, but an income perspective as well. You know, you don't want to rely on any one thing too heavily, and, and we often see that. You know, people find success whether it's in the stock market, in, in real estate, um, in CDs, believe it or not. You know, people come in with, with everything in, in, in CDs. And, and all those things can be great components of that portfolio, of that income plan. But they're not all the, necessarily the thing you want to put all your, your eggs in, right? All the eggs in one basket. We hear that all the time. It's very true, you know, and, and we certainly see that right now with, with a market correction. And, you know, we're, we're coming back up. So, so hopefully everybody's okay. But, you know, if you're relying on income and, and everything is in that, that market portfolio, you're kind of hurting right now. You're at least you're at least scared about where that income is really going to come from, and is it going to be there for you in the amount that you want? So, um, that's just a great example. But there's there's all kinds of scenarios we can throw out there. But the main thing is just um, having a plan. You know, having a plan, diversifying those those assets, those investments, and creating that income in retirement that you can depend upon. And when you generally when you when you put all your eggs in one basket, you, you don't necessarily diversify enough uh, to make that a, a dependable long term plan. Yeah, and the, you know the other side of that is, is you got to define what is a basket because I have people coming all the time that that think they're diversified because yeah. they're in a whole bunch of different 
uh, market positions all still in the market. I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah. just different shades of red. Right, you know, right. you're still you're still into the same thing. So right. it's like putting it's like taking 15 baskets and putting an egg in each one of them, and then putting all 15 baskets in a bigger basket. You, you need different side. colors. Yeah, still it's like basket. it's like you own your home, you have a rental property, and you lent somebody some money on, on a piece of real estate, and have land over here. And it's like, whoa, those are all different things, but really, it's all the same thing. Yeah, you know, we, exactly. we see it we see it in all kinds of situations. So. Making sure you're not tied up in, in any one place is, is really what we're talking about. And, and most importantly, like I said, putting that income plan together. Well, we were going to stop it at five commandments. But before we started this segment, Jonathan did say that there might be a sixth commandment we want to put onto the tablet. So what is that sixth commandment, Jonathan? Yeah, thank you, Walter. Yeah, the sixth one is thou shalt not procrastinate. Right. Procrastination is something that we're all all guilty of. I'll raise my hand, you know, and be the first to say it. But we see that a lot when it comes to retirement planning, because it, it's it's something that's just out there. It's a, it's a few days out, a few years out, a few months out. Well, it's going to hit you before you know it. It's really important that you take the time uh, to put that plan together now. Now is always the right time. Tomorrow is never the right time. You know, get it done. Carpe diem, baby. Exactly. Seize the day and reach out to us. Watch one of our webinars that are that are floating out there. Visit our website. You can sign up to see them. Won't take much of your time and, and learn a little bit about us and what we do. And, and come come talk to us and see us and let us help you put a plan together. Um, it's, it's really important not to procrastinate. People are looking around right now, kicking themselves, saying, man, I wish I wish I'd done something sooner. Right. These times kind of remind you of that. So it's, it's important when you when you feel something sees you, you know, and you're kind of in, in that spirit of getting something done. Uh, take advantage of that and, and do something about it. Don't let it slip away. It's a great opportunity, a great time to, to put a plan together. That number to call again to get in touch with Skyline Wealth Strategies. And you can also text this number is 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or go online to SkylineWealth.com. Much more coming up on today's show. Stay with us here on Skyline Wealth Strategies. Here on the mailbag, we like taking your questions. And I've got one here from Anna. And Anna is in Bastrop and says, At this point in my life, guys, I'm not that interested in making my portfolio a lot bigger. I just don't want to lose what I have. Is that short-sighted? It's not short-sighted. It, it's more you're asking, you're kind of getting at the question of, do I have enough, right? Um, and that's that's something that we, we enjoy breaking down. And, and again, I come back to it all the time, but putting an income plan together to figure out, can we sustain your lifestyle in retirement? And we can do that without taking a lot of risk. You know, we can do that with minimal risk. And, and you know, if, if that meets your needs and you're happy and content with that, then off we go. You know, you're, you're, you're good to go. Generally, you're not, you don't want to take your money and just bury it in the backyard and, and earn zero interest on it. There are ways that you can earn a little bit of interest and not take a lot of risk. So as we put that income plan together, you might find that there's some money that's just left over that you don't necessarily need. You're, you're, you're good to go. And then some, yeah, it might be prudent to, to take not a ton of risk, but enough risk just to make sure that money's working for you or whoever you're leaving that to and making sure you're kind of doing right by yourself and others to, to kind of put that to work. But that, that's a personal choice. It's a, it's a risk tolerance thing. And we're certainly happy to, to just look at those safe, conservative options. And, and those are very successful for a lot of our clients. So it sounds like you're in a, in a pretty good in a pretty good place. Uh, congratulations. Just make sure you're doing everything in the right way. And that's where the team at Skyline Well Strategies can certainly help putting together a holistic and full financial and retirement plan for you. If you want to talk a little bit more about what that looks like and avoid some of the common retirement mistakes, go to SkylineWealth.com and you can learn more about the team and set up a time to chat about your financial plan. SkylineWealth.com. That's SkylineWealth.com. 
or call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. You're tuned in to Skyline Wealth Strategies. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill a little bit better on today's show. Guys, I'm curious, what is a language that you can't speak right now, but if you could flip a switch and be able to speak that language, what would you choose to have that ability right now? Farsi. Farsi. Interesting. Why? Um, be able to communicate with somebody that works here and that the uh, the language itself, now that I've heard it a few times, is kind of, it's, a, it's, it's fascinating. It's a, it's a cool sounding language. A person also speaks English, so you kind of already have that covered though, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just pointing out. But know. it's cool to meet people uh, on the language where they're really comfortable to communicate with. Yeah. Plus then yeah. you guys could like talk about everybody else without them knowing what you're talking about. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> there, that, there, you found it, Walter. That's the real yeah. truth. I mean, mine's simple. You know, it's, it's Spanish. I'm embarrassed to admit that I took uh, one two, three, four, five, six, seven years of Spanish between oh my God, middle me? school and high school. And um, I think by the end of senior year, I, I was certainly I could like communicate from like a, in a written form. If I read Spanish, I could understand it and I could kind of write it back. But actually verbalizing it was never something that I, I really accomplished. And, and, you know, never had to use it after that. Never went to a Spanish speaking country despite being, you know, mere hours from Mexico. Um, and, uh, you know, it would be nice to, uh, to, I think a lot of people obviously speak Spanish in just in our general area. And, um, a lot of Spanish speaking countries are places I'd like to, to go or go again. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be useful. Good um, options. Yeah. I definitely wish I'd stuck with one language for a longer period yeah, of time. Cause I bounced I around. I did German for two years and then ended up switching back over to uh, to try Spanish, but then ended up not being able to take it long enough to really get it to ingrain, you know? Sure. That makes sense. It's a little easier down here, especially in South Texas where I'm from, because, I mean, you're immersed in it all the time, so there's always, yeah. somebody, always somebody to talk to. And I'm going to, well, not as much anymore, but I used to go on month-long trips to Mexico on surf trips for a long time. And, uh, man, after being down there, growing up in Corpus, knowing Spanish pretty well, and then being in Mexico for a full month, I'd come back completely fluent. Then take me about a year for it to start slipping again. I will say in college, I was like, I'm going to learn Latin. I'm going to be different than everybody else out there learning yeah. Spanish. I'm going to go learn Latin in college after not having taken it at all in, like, <laughs> high school or something like that. And yeah. it was my very first class, freshman year, 8 a.m. I oh. walk in. And like three minutes in, I'm like, yeah, this is not going to work. <laughs> not for me. Drop that yeah. class, right? I'll go back to Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like the, do they call it the dead language or something? It's like the one that nobody. Yeah, it's yeah. Not yeah. yeah. I mean, you can understand like the scientific terminology of what things are named after, and like you know what I mean. Like there would be. I think it's good for like medical to people know. to take. Like yeah, right. A lot of would, people who want to go into like a medical field, they encourage them to take Latin. I think because it. Learning all those root words can be really helpful. Yeah, the roots. Yeah. Or showing yeah. off at a party. Or showing off, yeah. 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 I guess if I could flip my switch, though, right now, I'd say um, Italian, just so Italian. I can, because I, I, I want to go to Italy and then yeah. eat all the food. And so, you know, just being able to speak it while being there, I think, would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's an interesting kind of accent though to pick up too to kind of speak it right. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. It just seems like they have. If you can speak Spanish, you can lilt. pick Italian up a lot quicker. Yeah, that's I one thing. They go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah when I, I was in Italy, you know, I mean, and they hate this by the way. They're like, you know, you see a road sign or like a sign for the bathroom or whatever, and you're like, oh, I know what that is because I kind of know enough Spanish to get my way around. But if you tell them that, they just, you know, they yeah. resent that because it's, it's not Spanish, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I get that. But yeah, Italian would be cool. 
Yeah. Know, I always thought Russian would be really awesome to learn, but that's just like way yeah, too hard. Especially like writing it in like the, not the English Russian, but like the actual, you yeah. know, I forget what, I don't know what you call those. Their those alphabet. Uh, yeah, their alphabet, right? But it's totally different. It's, it's kind of, you know, like completely foreign. Any it's, Scandinavian it's country similar, and not so much oh, in the yeah. characters, but just in the like really bizarre right, long right. names and spellings and things yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm I'm half Swedish, last name Berkland, uh, but when when you see it, you know, before we came over and Americanized it, you know, it's got the whatever you call it, the dots above the Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. it was, it was Bjorkland, no. right? Oh, Boomla, B J O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it had all the, Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Uh Storholt is uh, Norwegian, so Oh, okay. We're, we're, so we're kind of neighbors. Right? Yeah, we're kind of neighbors in a way. So <laughs> I'm straight up straight up Irish, man. Yeah. <laughs> No, it used to be O. Hamill when they came over there. Oh, Hamill. Everybody oh. hated Irish so much they dropped the O off and just went by Hamill. That's kind of cool, actually. Oh, that is cool, yeah. I would have never, I mean, just the name itself, I don't know that I would have picked up on that, but oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. <laughs> That's a dead giveaway, right? That's pretty yeah. funny. Good stuff. The late, the late 1800s, that was not something to be proud of. Yeah. Le- languages are uh, are awesome, and it's uh, funny we hadn't even touched any like Asian languages, you know, and how tough they would be to, to learn and figure out. Yeah. And, yeah, whole other ball game in a lot of those ways. So. I can insult and yell at you in Vietnamese pretty well. <laughs> well, uh, if you want to hear that, we'll take that off here, I guess. Huh? That's, yeah. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, does, does, the FCC, does the FCC count that if you're doing it in another language? That's a good question. That's, I don't know, actually. I don't know. I'll have know. to do that research and find yeah. out. Yeah. How, how, how would they handle that in TV and like the subtitles, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny stuff. All right, well, there's more coming up on today's show, but that's getting to know Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland a little bit better on today's show. You're listening to Skyline Wealth Strategies. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments, and I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who will look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that will protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge, I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. In the Austin area, reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or online at skylinewealth.com. I got a bunch of money, too. Oh, I I like money. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we all do, and we all want to learn how to protect it, preserve it, and grow it. So keep it right here for more strategies on the show. Let's get back to the program. can't believe you like money, too. Well, it's time to open up the mailbag and get some more great questions from our listeners here on Skyline Wealth Strategies. This one comes to us from Cliff. Over in Austin, uh, or in Austin, I should say. Not really over, since that's where we are. (laughs) Uh, I feel good about the amount that we have in savings relative to the income that we'll actually need in retirement. However, I'm worried about nursing home costs and don't really have a good feel for how to plan for that. What's your normal approach? Yeah, C- congratulations, number one, for feeling feeling like you've you've met your goal. That's, did, that's great. Did you say don't age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't, don't <laughs> age. Yeah, being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know better now. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there are several ways to prepare for that. Some are such that if you don't end up going into a nursing home, everything that you did to prepare for that is kind of gone, and there are ways to cover yes or no, if or not, 
on either side of that. So that's something we'd love to talk to you about if you come in. Um, but we got several vehicles for that. But now I also would say, do some math and make sure when you say you're the you have, you're happy with the savings relative to what you think you likes to need in retirement. I would run a calculator on that, throw in some inflation, and anticipate making it to ninety or ninety-five, and make sure you're actually there because that's yeah, really probably the biggest out. mistake I see all the time. You know, a fifty-two-year-old comes in with a million and a half, and they're like, "Oh, I'm set." And uh, we take their budget, inflate it out, and they're like, "Oh, I gotta die by the time I'm seventy-six. Yeah. No problem here. <laughs> yeah. So money doesn't last nearly as long as as some people think. And you may have already done that, but I would say start there. Make sure you actually do have you know what you need in retirement, and then take a look at the rest. Yeah, and that's not a scare tactic. That's just yeah, the uh, truth. Yeah, we we try to be truthful and upfront. Um, you know, a great uh, how we really handle long-term care. You know, in, in terms of planning for it, and really the the first step in, in any good plan is putting together an income plan, right? If you can put together an income plan that accounts for inflation, then you're right there, you're producing enough income to sustain your lifestyle. So if, if at some point you do go into a nursing home or need some care of some kind, you can just take it from that budget. You're already paying for some level of lifestyle and that can just go towards that, that long-term care type of assistance that you'll need. So that's your first backstop. It's it's the income plan that you already have, right? Or, or hopefully you have. If you don't have one, come get one. But that's really the first step. And from there, you know, you can run the you can kind of run the, the back in the family tree and try to figure out maybe how long I'm gonna I'm gonna be in that type of situation. But nobody really knows. So the best things that we can do is plan for like Jess said, what if you need it and what if you don't um, and try to make the best of both of those situations. And that can come from a variety of, of different options. But again the, the first step um, and really the first backstop to paying for long-term care is simply having an income plan in place already. I think it's just a great question, Cliff, and something that everybody needs to make sure that they're planning for and taking into account about their financial plans. And uh, if you need some help solving for that problem, it's just one of the many things that Jess and Jonathan and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies help you figure out as part of their overall financial planning strategy. You can come in and have a conversation by calling or texting 512-952-5555. Again, call or text them. 512-952-5555 or go online to skylinewealth.com and you can get in touch with the website. That's skylinewealth.com to get in touch with your local Austin area Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Skylinewealth.com. You're listening to Skyline Wealth Strategies. More on the way. Talk 13.7, the right choice. You're listening to the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. This is the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland and the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. You can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to skylinewealth.com. On today's show, we want to talk about some of the important retirement mistakes. Guys, first on the list here for us to tackle is investing like you're still working. Why would that be a common mistake that people make? Well, first of all, you're not still working. So <laughs> that would kind of be the most fundamental aspect right there. But, you know, we've all been conditioned or the majority of us growing up um, throughout our career, all the way up until retirement, that investing is synonymous with the stock market. There are some other, you know, individual investments. For the most part, that's what everybody thinks about. So, you know, if you're 40 years old, you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, you are in a certain level of risk in the market, and we have a 2000 or 2008, for the most part, you can ride it out. You're, you're still working. So you're not relying on those investments um, for your income. In some cases, you go out and buy some more while it's down, you know, but the price drops, market drops, keep on working, eventually it'll come back up. You've got time before you need to start relying on it. So if you're 60 or 65, 
and you're relying on your nest egg in the market for your income and we get a drop like 2008 now we've got a, a double whammy so one you don't have time to wait for it to ride out before you start spinning it so the only thing that makes a portfolio lose value faster than the market dropping is you spending it while the market's dropping because now we've got significantly less to build back on to come back so having that mindset, a lot of people come in here and they, they, they're still going off the old adage, you know, as long as you just spend 4% of your portfolio, it'll last forever. You know, those are the old days. That doesn't work anymore. So if you're just trying to spend a nest egg down, spend it slower than it's growing in the market and the market drops, you're, you're in a whole different world. So investing as if you had a job is probably the number one mistake that I see people doing when they no longer have a job. Right. And I think what Jess is getting on is recognizing that you're no longer in the accumulation phase of, of your investment life, right? You're, you're now in preservation and or distribution. Um, you have to think about things a little bit differently. So it's time to, to take a, a quick check at what am I doing with my portfolio currently? And if you're putting a retirement plan together, considering retirement, you got to consider that you're also kind of in a different phase of life. It's, it's going to be preservation and or distribution. And those take a little bit different tools to accomplish those successfully than, than you've been using to accumulate. Yeah, exactly. Now, there's nothing wrong with being in the market in retirement, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to accumulate, but it's a mindset that you've got to shift to, to you know, reflect the fact that you don't have a paycheck coming anymore. And the exactly. best way I can exactly. say to describe that is let's reposition some of those assets and turn them into paychecks. Paychecks that last forever, paychecks that adjust for inflation. And once we've got all of your income figured out, then we look at accumulation. So if something goes wrong, we have another 2008 then, hey, we're not thrilled about it, but it's okay because our income is safe and we can still ride it out. We're not relying on that for income, waiting for 8 or 10 or 12 years for it to come back. My guess is a lot of people just don't realize that that is a trigger, that when you something needs to change with your investments, and, and really, as we've talked about on the show before, probably leading up to that point as well, it's not exactly a flip of a switch, but there's a transitional period that happens. But some people just aren't don't even realize that that change needs to happen in the first place, let alone then what needs to happen from there. And uh, that's what we're trying to point out on today's show, one of the common retirement mistakes uh, that the guys see, investing like you're still working. The annuity trap. What is the annuity trap? You know, annuities are probably one of the most misunderstood financial instruments out there. The annuities of today are very different from your grandfather's annuity. So people are still carrying that whole, my grandfather told me not to ever do it, or my brother-in-law told me don't ever buy an annuity. A lot of them are remembering the way things were structured before. But on top of it, there are different types of annuities. And, you know, they say a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. So when you have somebody that knows a little bit about a variable annuity and a little bit about a fixed index annuity and a little bit about an immediate annuity and they all, they lump them all together and try to piece it together and, and paint one picture, um, a lot of times you get a pretty ugly picture that's not exactly accurate. So I'll use variable annuities as an example. There's, there's very little place in retirement, in my opinion, for a variable annuity. A variable annuity is basically your market-based portfolio under the cloak of an annuity. So if your goal is to come out of a risk-based scenario and go into an annuity, the last thing you want to do is take it and put it into an annuity and throw it right back out to the market. And on top of it, somebody's got to manage that. So now you're paying even more for somebody to manage your portfolio in the market while it's in an annuity. And a lot of times those fees are hidden. So those are, I see those all the time, three and a half, four percent in fees to be in a variable annuity. So you know, if, you, if you're in four percent of fees and you're up six, you're only up two. And if you're down two, then you're really down six because the, the insurance company is going to make their four percent no matter what. Right, right. Um, so because of nuances like that that don't really pertain to the annuities that we do, a lot of times people will shy away from something that, that makes a lot of sense for them. Right. The annuity trap really is, is either not understanding the annuity that you're purchasing and or having an annuity that you don't understand or that doesn't fit within a plan because 
you don't have a plan. You just have that product and you're hoping it, it works out for you. So it's really important to, to one, understand what you are purchasing, which is something, you know, we, we do every day, day in and day out. That's very important to us. And two, making sure that works within the context of, of your plan and what you're trying to accomplish in retirement. Yeah, so, so it's like, what, what are you doing with the annuity? Are you trying to accumulate or are you trying to turn it into income? I mean, those are two completely different classes of annuities. And unfortunately, a lot of people have an annuity that worked out better for the commission for the annuity salesman than what works out best for them. So when we sit down with you, we show you everything, show you how it all works, explain it in great detail. People walk out here all the time and say, wow, I never understood it like that before. Thank you so much for, for explaining Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Annuities that you already have and, and maybe some yeah. that we plan on using in the plan that we're building for you, right? Both ways. Yeah. So people come in here all the time with annuities that they bought from an annuity salesman and they have no idea what it is. Hmm. The trap isn't the annuity. The trap is the misinformation about Absolutely. the annuity. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Very cool. All right, this uh, next uh, mistake that people make is a bit bombastic. It is the tax time bomb. What is the tax time bomb? It sounds very dramatic. Anybody that's listened to this show for a while that knows me very well and knows that I'm not a big fan of tax-deferred qualified accounts. It's not that they don't have any place, but I think people put too much emphasis on them. So when I see... A client that comes in and they've got $3 million in their 401k and $40,000 in the bank. And that's it. And they're so proud because they've done so well with this 401k. I tell them, congratulations, every penny of income for the rest of your life is taxable. Right. Um, so it, you need to not get so caught up in that desire to have tax deferred income, especially if you're in the higher income brackets. So, you know, if you're, if you're living on $60,000 a year and you're going to retire with three or $400,000 in your 401k and you're basically relying on social security and a little bit of drawdown, okay, let's go tax deferred. You're going to be in the lower tax brackets. But most of our clients are coming in here living on a hundred to $200,000 now. And many of them live on even more money in retirement. So if you have deferred all that tax down the road and chosen to take all of your income out of tax deferred accounts, you're giving up a lot more of it in tax in many situations than you would have if you just paid tax in the first place. Right. So I, I like a blend, tax deferred, tax free, tax efficient. And that way we can blend all of those throughout the rest of your life to keep you in the lower tax brackets. But when you come in with everything tax deferred, then everything's gonna be taxable. And I've said it once, I'll say it a million times, I don't think the biggest risk that you have in your portfolio going into retirement is the market. It's, I think it's the taxes. We don't know who's going to be in office 15 or 20 years from now when we retire. So what tax bracket am I going to be in? Am I going to be in the 20% bracket or the 60% bracket that doesn't even exist right now? Exactly. And furthermore, referring that tax bomb down the road to your beneficiaries, right? I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of the times if you're in that scenario, just described quite a bit of money in, in a 401k or IRA, and you may not be planning on spending all that yourself, but you want to leave that to the next generation. That's not necessarily the, the ideal instrument to, to leave to your beneficiaries because they may very well inherit uh, that tax bomb themselves and, and, and unknowingly uh, pay a lot of taxes if they take that lump sum, which happens more often than not. So um, that's something we have to consider too and, and help you think about and walk through as we're doing our retirement planning is the next generation, those beneficiaries. Yep. Let's get to one more here in the time allotted, guys. Procrastination. I got to imagine maybe this is the, the granddaddy of them all. You know, it really is. But can we just talk about that one later? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. We'll just pencil it in for next week. That's right. We'll get around to it. What's going to happen right. then, though, Jess? Is there something <laughs> else, another shiny object going to take you away? <laughs> Probably so. You know, so that that's, that's one of the things that we deal with quite a bit. Um, I'll sit down with somebody and we'll go through a lot of... Uh, planning and they look at it, they say, it sounds great, but you know, I think I want to wait. You know, what are you waiting on? You're getting older, not younger. The, uh, you know, all of the things that you're exposed to only get worse by waiting. So procrastination is probably the, the biggest hurdle that I have with clients. It's an emotional thing. They don't want to move on anything because they're scared. 
So they want to put it off to later. So, you know, you'll hear it on the show many, many times. I'm more of a therapist than I am a financial advisor. Yes. <laughs> um, and my job is to get people to emotionally come to terms with the fact that they are getting older and they are changing their lifestyle and they need to react accordingly. So, you know, if any of this resonates with you, if you're kind of freaking out on, on what's going on, the world's on fire, the stock market's crashing, everybody's losing their jobs, just, you know, just calm down, first of all. What I really want is to talk to you. We have historically done in-office appointments. Right now, obviously, we're going uh, the virtual route, so we can talk to you on the phone. We can do video conferencing. And by the way, I know we're on the radio, so this is reaching a larger audience. We're a, a local wealth management company here, but if we're going to talk to somebody on the phone or on the Internet, you know, guys, if, you're, if you can hear us on the radio, we can talk to you through the virtual means. So just give us a call. Call the office and schedule a time to talk to me. The worst thing that can happen is you spend 30 minutes to find out that maybe we're not a good fit. But my clients are not freaking out right now. They're insulated from the market downturn as it relates to their income, and that's really what it's all about. We're here to generate income. If your market-based portfolio is down, I can't change that right now. But what I can do is show you how to reposition, reallocate, and shift your investment mindset to one that is more um, geared towards true retirement and generating income in retirement. So just give us a call. Give us a call, and we'll set up a time to talk and go from there. It's very easy to get in touch, of course. Just call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. That puts you in touch with Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies, and it allows you to set up a time for that 30-minute call or video conference so you can meet remotely with the team and get your financial plan in place. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or get in touch via the website at skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. And that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. For Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers, not those of Skyline Wealth Strategies or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is, for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest, an offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Skyline Wealth Strategies, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk and total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial, investment, and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Skyline Wealth Strategies. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Skyline.